everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. So this may be the episode where we are able to like pick from a multitude of different topics that Jesus taught on in chapters, uh, Matthew chapters 5 through 7 today. Uh, There are so many things packed into these three chapters. It's quite ridiculous. All of them super rich with um, like truly just like good ways to live that honor God. Um, These are technically some of this is called uh, the Beatitudes, but more broadly is the Sermon on the Mount in chapter five. Uh, And it continues on with just more like right living with God as we progress throughout the rest of the reading today. So, Ryan, anything stick out to you? There were tons of things. Because I literally counted. It's like 21 different subtopics within this this This, reading. uh, This format seems kind of silly for Matthew 5 to 7. Just because there are so many things that stick out. This is the Sermon on the Mount. Um, So this Matthew chapter 5 to the end of chapter, around the end of chapter 7, is like one sermon from Jesus. Dang, can uh, so you it's imagine? Like, it's like one <laughs> setting. It's it's this is recorded much longer after it was delivered. Yeah. So it's very likely that this was a much longer sermon with a lot more things in it. Um, but we actually read over, if you're tracking with us day to day, we actually read over part of this same message uh, mm-hmm. yesterday in Luke, I believe. And so this sermon like had a lasting impact on Jesus' disciples because it was so different from what they were used to hearing. And you can see, like a, like popularly lately, this is kind of referred to as like an upside-down kingdom kind of situation where Jesus is encouraging his disciples to do almost everything the opposite way that it has been encouraged yeah. to be done. And so it's it's a very compelling message. I think actually um, the, the wise man built his house upon the rock Like that whole idea is based on if you do what Jesus says to do in the Sermon on the Mount, you will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and it can withstand the storms. Okay, so it feels like there's this common thread that goes throughout these chapters where it's to live a humble life that reflects the Lord and trust that he is going to do what he says he's going to do. Because like throughout this, it's like, you know, you need to make sure that you are not living a life that is full of anger. You are not living a life that is full of lust. You need to love the people that are that are cruel to you, that are evil to you. Give to others. Don't be storing things up for yourselves. Don't be seen by the masses just so that you feel better about yourself. Um, the Lord will see your faithfulness to him and he will reward you for it. Um judging other people when that's the same idea we were talking about yesterday, judging other people when you still have like lingering sin uh, in your own life. God just talks about over and over again to like live this humble and honest life and trust that God will do what he's going to do in your own life. That's kind of like that building your house on the rock. Um, But yeah, like that idea of humility just seems to just pop out over and over to me. Yeah, it's it's humility, it's forgiveness, it's generosity. Yeah. Um it's like um like a meekness, like a quietness. Um I think one of the main line things I want to point out is Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. Do not think this is Jesus speaking. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. Mm-hmm. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. 
For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. This is why this is important. A common theme um, in, I don't know, like popular Christianity or something today is a lot of times you'll, you'll hear speakers accidentally, I think, set up this idea that God is this crusty old man that's really judgmental and mean. And Jesus is this new way that is wonderful and forgiving and loving and gracious. Accepting. And it's like, huh, like, why does God feel like an angry old man? And why does Jesus feel like this wonderful new thing? And why do people separate the two? Because they're not separate. They're the same. It's very common that people will say, well, Jesus ushered in like a new way. We are under a new God. And it's like, no, Jesus actually says himself that he came to fulfill the law and the prophets, not to abolish them. Mm -hmm. So anytime you hear a speaker say, well, Jesus threw that all out and we don't have to live like that anymore. And that's not important. Like that's, you're being deceived and that speaker does not know what they're talking about. Well, I've heard it over and over again too. Like I understand there's an actual physical, um, like sacrifice that doesn't need to be made on my behalf anymore. Like I don't have to go and present a sacrifice via some priest somewhere. However, every time you sin, it is as if you are crucifying Jesus over and over and over again because he was the ultimate sacrifice. So that's that whole idea. It's still happening. And it like it all happened on the cross. Like every sin you've ever committed and will commit was nailed to that cross. So like it's not like this oh, well, now there's like this coupon that I don't have to worry about anymore. You are still living in a life that is just like crucifying Jesus over and over again. So yes, there is still sacrifice being made, um, but we just don't see it in that same way because it's not in like the, the right here in front of our face. Well, uh, Matthew 5.17 shows us that Jesus did not even see himself that way. Jesus did not see himself as showing up and like, pushing back on what old man God decided and bringing some new cooler thing. Mm -hmm. Jesus himself saw himself as like the continuation of what God had been doing up to that point. And hopefully if you've been tracking with the podcast day in and day out, you're seeing that Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of what has been building and leading and bringing us to this point. So Jesus says, I'm not here to abolish the law. Why would he have said that? I think he would have said that because people were assuming that that is what he was up to. Mm -hmm. I also think he said that because he knew it would be useful for us today that Jesus is not here to abolish the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. He's here to fulfill them. Now, there are things that we do differently, uh, but way, way, way too often, uh, Christians, (laughs) I almost want to say like baby Christians, want to see their faith as like, oh, I don't even have to worry about any of that, that Old Testament stuff. That is old. That's gone. We're not like that anymore. We're better. We're cooler. We're more forgiving. We're more gracious. And that's just really, really, really foolish because even Jesus did not see his ministry that way. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. That should draw us closer to the Old Testament not further away from it. It is something we should know and understand. It's something that reveals the heart and nature and character of God. It's not something that should be thrown out because we have a new, cooler, better thing. Even Jesus here in Matthew 5 supports the idea that, hey, slow your roll. You got to know the law and the prophets because I'm actually here to fulfill what they talk about. Well, I think even a good your part for today is that not only 
did Jesus come to fulfill the law and the prophets, he goes beyond them and extends them even further still, which I think can like really be a good year part for us today because not only are we no longer supposed to commit adultery, we are no longer to commit adultery in our own hearts. Like the things that we think about, the things that we have ideas about, or we we like dream up in our heads, we are accountable for those thoughts as well. So not only the things that we physically do, but the things that we actually like entertain in our minds, we are also judged based on those things as well. Like, so I think oftentimes we get this idea that Jesus just kind of like fluffs things up to make it better or seem not as bad. But what is so clear cut in the Old Testament, Jesus comes to fulfill that, but also extend like what the um, objective is like, hey, not only are you supposed to not sin in this way, even further, I want you to like not sin in this way too. Um, so I think that is like, again, for your part today is just really consider those things, those those thoughts, those ideas um, that come into your mind, whether it's like how you would like to treat somebody because of how nasty they were to you or, you know, even with less, the things that cross our minds, things that um, we have thoughts or ideas about that nobody else knows, but God knows. Um, think about the sins that really trip you up, things that are like holding you back from living a life that Jesus is calling us to throughout chapters five through seven, and really think and ask God for help through those things um, to clear your heart, to clear your mind so that you are in a place where you can hold others accountable as well. Take that log out of your own eye, remove that sin, just get rid of it um, so that you are not in a place where you can't even help other people because of how much you're being held back by your own sins, your own thoughts, those awful parts of us that we feel like no one sees, but God does. So that is our take on Matthew 5 through 7 today. We'll be back again tomorrow with some more of these gospels. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Matthew chapter five. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. 
Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard it said that those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and you are there and remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser, while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife except on the grounds of sexual immorality makes her commit adultery and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said in the days of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is by the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is a footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make your hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than that comes from evil. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile with him, go two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be the sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Chapter 6 Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, 
they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth or rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for he either will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Chapter 7 Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged, and with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, 
First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks will be opened. Or which one of you, if your son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So whatever you wish that others do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard, that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Beware of false prophets, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes, or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. But the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority, and not as their scribes. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.